Okay, welcome back to the Runner's Diary, episode nine. I'm delighted to have Damon back with me once again after his long break there. Well rested, uh, loads of stories to tell us, I'm sure, but uh, the most uh, anticipated welcome back to sport since Roy Keane uh, joined Ireland to get set up again. So welcome back, Damon. Thanks very much, Brian. And, it's, and I would take the Roy Keane one as opposed yeah. to the one you put up on the Facebook last night. So yeah. thanks, thanks for the welcome back. I, you know what, now, to be fair, the last couple of weeks, you know, yeah. holidays with Munich away and we're away with the family last week. And, you know, Ferris, I will say much, you st- you, you did very well, very proud of you. So we, we might promote <laughs> you to head anchor soon enough now. <laughs> That's such a, well, in saying that, I don't know, when you were in Munich there, I thought like it was a toss up between David Gillick for RT or yourself really um, for the kind of on the spot uh, reporting, you know. So, in fairness, Look, you did a good I, job I, there. I, I, tr- I tried to get a few more. And I have a couple lined up that you know have said that they will come on and stuff like that. So we that's in the future for future episodes and stuff like that. So it was a great trip, great to experience it. You know to get over and when one of our own, you know, mm-hmm. running very well in it and doing, you know, having a very high finish with it, and we were delighted to yeah. be there. So and look, it's nice now to be back, get back to normality you now again, and get back to the bit of training now again with it. Great championships for Ireland, don't it? We did speak to the, la- the guests there now over the last couple of weeks, but it was a great championships in fairness. No, oh, and we, myself and Mark, we had, we had, look, as you know, we had great access to when we were in the team hotel and stuff like that. So, you know, we mm-hmm. got to meet all, meet them all up there. And the one thing that you take away from meeting them is, and you forget it, is they're normal people. You Absolutely, know, yeah. You, yeah. you see them on TV and you think they're going to be, you know, stars and uptight and, you know, everything like that. But they're exactly like the likes of Aoife, who you meet in the street and you just have a chat with them and there's no fear. And I must say, no, it was something I was delighted to get to, delighted to experience. And we look forward to Budapest now next year. Brilliant. Yeah, brilliant. We might have a bigger budget for next year now, so we That's it. Send, <laughs> send you for long, for long. Maybe I might get to go on now as well. Yeah, no, 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 no. We'll One of us have to say here. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so one other thing, an apology I must give out, and it's not to you actually. So uh, on Strava last week, I called out Josh O'Sullivan Horan as a, a Dublin man. So he delighted that he got in contact with me to say he's just residing in Dublin, but he's a very, very proud Cork man. So I, I don't know if you thought I was going to apologise to you there, but no. It's, no, no uh, I, th- I, th- I thought you were. There's a few things, right? You need to apologise, I think, for. Yeah, I got, I got it all <laughs> back. I got it all back for the first seven episodes where I got abused, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, onwards and upwards, we get back into it again. Um, so, yeah, great. Amount of races on again. Um, and we'll go through the results, I suppose, is a good way to start it off. So, the first one there we'll look at was last Thursday evening in Lumberstown. So, the Lumberstown five mile road race was on there, hosted by Mount Hillary AC. Um, so, delighted that I actually attended that one myself. Um, so, there was 176 finishers uh, at the event. An amazing event, actually. I As I drove into it, it kind of it was kind of one of these evenings. It was a beautiful evening. Um, there was a huge gathering of clubs. You had, you know, a good location for clubs mm-hmm. around Cork, but also into the borders. So you had West Limerick AC well represented there. You had Limerick, as uh, Limerick AC themselves, Clonmel. Um, obviously, a lot of local clubs would be, you know, there's a lot of clubs in the North Cork area as well. Um, but as we drove in, it gave me a, I, I don't know why, and I said it to a few people there, but I got a fair vibe of, the Ballycotton 10 about it, you know. Okay. There was brilliant. that kind of setting, uh, parking up in a kind of a bit of a hill inside in the field. Um, there was just a good, you know, Mick Dooley was around taking photos, Joe Murphy was around taking photos. There was that kind of vibe about the place. 
uh, country setting, started off at the local pub in Gertrude and finished at the pub in Gertrude. So that was a great setting as well uh, for race. But yeah, on to the I, 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 I heard all about that. Yeah, yeah. Good, uh, it was very tempting after the race. Yeah. Right? Well, Gary Gary Walsh, one of your teammates, you know, is a bad influence and he must have been listening to me recently because he was raving about the pub today, this yeah. morning. So, you know, bad influence he is. So I think Gary had a nice pint afterwards. Right? <laughs> yeah, 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 that's right. But yeah, I know a fantastic setting and, and like hats off again to Mount Hillary SC, uh, to the Lumberstone Community Council who got very much behind the event. The Crowley family from Gertrude, uh, from the owners of the pub there, they really got involved as well. So it was a fantastic course of the event. It's certainly a race I'd be going back to anyway again. Um, but yeah, to the results. So first home there was a great race, actually. You had um, a five-mile course. So the first mile and a half was kind of a, a downhill circuit. So able to pick up a bit of time there. And then there was kind of, let's say, rolling hills from there on in. Um, but it was a great race, I believe. So you had Evan Fitzgerald was first from Clonmel AC in a time of 25.18. Uh, Niall Shanahan from Andrew, uh, second, just two seconds behind, 25.20. And Paul Maloney from Mallow AC, third in a time of 25.30. Now, I believe the three lads were pretty close all the way around and it came to a bit of a sprint finish. And Evan just out sprinted Niall in the end. So I think a great, great race with a great finish. Um, in the ladies' event, Carol Finn was first home there for Leeville in a time of 32.08, followed by Linda O'Connor in a time of 32.35, and Lisa Dempsey Finn from Mallow AC was third in a time of 34.29. And um, I was lucky enough to catch up with Evan on the night, and here's a quick uh, interview I had with Evan. So here at the Lumberstone 5-miler, I'm with race winner Evan Fitzgerald for Clam LAC. Evan, how did you get on today in the race? I found it a really, really lovely race. Um, there was a nice bit of downhill at the start, and then there was quite a bit of uphill for the remainder of it, and a nice pull to the finish. But a really good, honest race tonight, and lovely to be out here on a warm summer's night. Yeah, a great evening for racing, of course, and a huge spread of clubs locally here as well. So a big crowd in attendance. Absolutely, yes, yeah, brilliant to see all the great numbers after all the lockdowns that we've been through, and it's just such positivity in the air and. It is really lovely to just get back out there and race against all, all our friends and yeah, yeah, exactly. rival clubs. You're down from Clanmel. Are you, uh, did you travel down tonight? Or are you, yeah, yeah. I, I travelled down with my dad tonight. Yeah. Very good. It's a lovely drive down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not too far from Clanmel. That's it, that's it. You have a big event coming up in Clanmel, of course, in the next couple of weeks as well. Yeah, we absolutely do. We have the Boston Half Marathon coming up, which is our um, one of our main events in Clanmel AC. And it's something our club puts a lot of uh, effort into and prides itself on. And, I hope everybody really enjoys themselves in Clanmel come uh, Sunday. Absolutely, and and the World Masters coming up then after that again. Yeah, ab absolutely. That's a that that's going to be a really historic event in Clanmel. It's just such a tradition of long distance running and hill running in particular in Clanmel, and it's going to be really really nice to see such a big and prestigious event coming in. Brilliant. All corners of the world coming. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. I was a bit behind you tonight, a good bit behind you, but I believe you had a sprint finish in the end. Yeah, we did. I had a sprint finish with, uh, was battling it out with Paul Maloney and then um, Niall Shanahan. And we had, we had a brilliant battle. It came down to Niall and myself just at the finish line. I just got the nod, the nod on him and I love racing the two of them. They're two really, really honest racers and two lovely, lovely fellas. Yeah. Brilliant, Evan. Thanks a minute for the time and we'll catch you in another race soon, hopefully. Thank you very much. Cheers. Okay, so we'll uh, move on again. Great to catch up with Evan there. Uh, and we look at the park runs now next from last Saturday. Uh, yeah, perfect. So we had Ballon Colleague 
which was the first, we would say the biggest one of them all, which was 303 for the week. Uh, first one was Jamie Duncan in 1659. And Jenny Keneally, no relation, from Carrigaline in 21 minutes. And I think she's a junior woman as well, I think. So, junior, yeah. so 11, 11 to 14. So that's unbelievable running by her. So well done there, Jenny. And um, then there's Tremor next, which was 127 to part in this. Um, you had Dermot O'Sullivan from who um, from Sports World in 1828 was winner there, and Helen Leonard from Leeville in 2105. Then you had Glen River with 57 people attended that, and Gary Cummins in 1908 was the winner, and Irene Inan and St. Finbars in 2140 was the winners of the ladies. Um, Mallow Castle, 56 finishers, and Ian Buckley. In 1845, again, another junior male in there, 11 to 14. They're out in force at the moment, in fairness to them. Yeah, and if you don't mind, I might jump in there on Ian. Actually, Ian's regularly young lad. I know him from North Cork. He regularly runs the map, but he was also at the Lumberstone five-miler on Thursday night, and he put in an incredible run there. He actually was two seconds behind me, I'd say. I think he, he was 20 overall. So, yeah, for, for a five-mile race there, a very strong young lad, in fairness. Yeah, very impressive, very impressive. And again, you had Emma Flynn. Uh, another junior woman in 11 to 14 category from North Cork AC as well. So I think you just you discussed it last week. They're out in force at the moment, and it's you know it's, it's brilliant to see kids yeah. that age with and the interest and and performances like that. Emma was actually second overall there as well um, in the actual full event. So fair play. Oh, again. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, fair play to her. Um, in McCroom, you had Connor Lucy of 1916. And Mary Lucy in 2609. Um, then in Declan you had Sean Denain in 1809. And Blaheen Brennan in from Bramwell, Bram, Bramhill Runners, sorry, in 2030. And then in Glan, Glan Gareth, you had um, Sean O'Shea in 2050. But very impressively in the men's, which we usually don't mention second, but I think we'll mention it this time. We had um, European representative Dara McAnally towing it up on the line, um, and he came second in 2054. So a very close battle there, I would say. You know, I don't know if he knows the Sean O'Shea that they might have been running together, but it's fantastic to see someone, you know, of yeah. Dara's uh, caliber down, down there. So well done to him as well. And Sean, um, again, Sean was another junior runner there, I think 15 to 17. 15, yeah. So I said, Dara, great experience share there, hopefully. Yeah, exactly. Try to get as much as you can, get information from him as much as you can. Um, is that O'Dwyer in 2208, another junior women's in 11 to 14 category as well, was the winner there. So this, this week and last week, you know, it's fantastic to see all these ages. It is yeah. brilliant. And then Bera, 66 people. You had Sean Bulger in 2112. And Magella Murphy in 22.08. And lastly, Castlehaven, 18 this week. Uh, Mark Pearce from Wimbledon, Windmillers, 21.28. And Katrina Airy um, from Highgate Harriers in 25.29. So there's a few tourists down that neck of the woods this, this week. That's the, um, same, uh, no, that's the same catch. We've got to find out her story. That's the same one again. We, she's, okay. We She's mentioned her before, yeah. Oh, from once, yeah. no, yeah. I definitely want so, to find out our story from our we'll West Cork people. So it's it's interesting to see this week. Obviously, the holidays are coming to an end because the local ones again were up in numbers. 
mm-hmm. um, or quite, you know, or quite high. And the holiday ones, we like to say, you know, holiday venues were slightly down on what they were last week. But look, yeah. I think they're, they're going back to normal again. So, no, well done to everybody and great right. Yeah, absolutely. One thing before I move off, actually, I forgot to mention there when I was talking about Lumberstone, I met a few people there and they were, again, not giving great praise about the podcast and things like that. But one man in particular I'd like to mention is uh, Donald Fallon. So Donald's from Mount Hillary. He came up to me and gave a lot of praise too. So thanks for the feedback there, Donald. And I give you a shout out for that. So uh, he's doing really well at the moment himself. So uh, keep up the good work. Uh, good few results in today too from further afield. And again, uh, really well done by a number of Cork athletes. So we had the Boston Scientific Half Marathon and the Longford Full Marathon. So think them you the boston had yeah so yeah. there was um in the men's race there was john o'brien from st finbars who came third overall in 116.52 so we'll look to john and i'll give a special special mention to johnny o'sullivan from grange and why um a fellow who i, I know quite well and is, is a fabulous runner uh, in the m50 categories but is a fabulous runner just in general in came forth with 117.59 so well done to the two lads there and the high finishes. And then in the ladies, you had Neve Cronin from St. Finbars, who came second overall in 127.05. And Katie Hickson from St. Finbars also came third in 131.32. So congratulations to the two ladies and their fantastic results. And it's great to see, you know, Cork runners up to the fore and races outside of Cork as well you know it's, it's great and yeah. you have another one here from Longford as well yeah you know? again yeah, yeah Longford again ladies Cork ladies doing outstanding there so the Watergrass Hill uh, ladies took a trip up there and came away with second third and fourth place so well done to Lisa Crowley second uh, Kira Magner third and Dolores Duffy in fourth place there so strong representation there again by the, the Watergrass Hill ladies in the Longford Marathon so great to see it I'm just yeah. disappointed it was on this weekend because it was last weekend I would have been able to we were just around the corner from it uh, um, right. okay. so if, you know it, if it looked I, I don't I haven't seen the course I would just you know there was a 5k on there was a half marathon there was a marathon there was an ultra marathon so you know in fairness it, it looked like a great event up there so congratulations to the Waterhouse Watergrass Hill girls um, yeah. putting on a show again in fairness then. well done yeah, very much so. Yeah, yeah. Um, there was one in event today as well, the Scarrow Wood in Tipperary. But again, at time of recording of this episode, we didn't have the results, so we can follow up with them later on again. Um, so that's a wrap on the results from last week. Uh, we'll move next, I suppose, to the Strava leaderboard, will we? Yeah, we'll have a look at that. Yeah, excellent. Yeah, and uh, my man Josh O'Sullivan is again is topping the board this week. So Josh. Uh, as I said, based in Dublin, but a proud Corkman uh, is top of the leaderboard there at 105.4 miles. So again, seems to be tipping over 100 miles a week very regularly there. So well done, Josh. Second, the man I know who's preparing for a marathon. We've met him a few times there in the last couple of weeks, David Green uh, from Grange from I. So David is second there in 81.3 miles. And again, another man who's on this every week, uh, Donald Coakley, uh, Donald in 80.4 miles this week. So well done to the three guys there. And yeah. I think we'd have to mention, in fairness to Donald, for coming up in that. And Donald um, podiumed, um, which is where was I say? No, I apologize. Just as you mentioned it, I. Um, was it or somewhere? Yeah, where, where, wherever he was. So congratulations to Donald on that. Um, just, you know, rock up on a holiday and run a 246 marathon, you know, just how we do it like. So 
I think, he won, I think I read he won a lot of money, but when it was converted into euro, it wasn't quite the same. <laughs> currency exchange, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. No, so well, well done to Donald. Um, a great podium for him as well. And yeah. nice high mileage, including a marathon on top of that. Yeah. And uh, if we just look at elevation again this week, so again, the man who seems to be tipping the scales every week in terms of the highest elevation was Brian Buckley with a, a massive 9,167 feet this week. Joe Hallisey, another regular uh, guy we mentioned there, uh, nearly 6,000 feet. And good to have a lady actually in the top three, first time I think we've seen it. Uh, and that's Colette O'Donoghue from Watergrass Hill. Uh, with a 5,533 feet there. Yeah. Uh, so um, well done to all three. I, I, I did see Brian was running in the Mont Blanc um, trail and unfortunately had to pull out. So I wish, wish him a speedy recovery in that because I know it's a race. It's a, I've watched a lot of it over the last couple of days and it's a fantastic looking race. So his stomach issues, I think, or something like that. So hopefully a speedy recovery to him and hopefully he gets back on track fast. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. So again, just a bit of fun, but that's the Strava leaderboard for this week. Um, we'll have a look at fixtures, I'd say, next will be the next sport to call. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I can start away there. So um, on Wednesday, the 31st, so in a couple of days' time, um, at 7.30, you have the BHA Striker four-mile race in Carrick Tool. Um, might make an appearance myself down there. Not 100% sure yet. I'll have to talk to the boss um, and see what if I'm allowed to go or not. Um, so that should be a very good race. Um, third of September, I think, is one of the busiest days I've seen in a long time in racing. Um, you have, of course, on the Saturday and Sunday, the World Masters Mountain Running Championships in Clamill Tipperary. That's going to be a massive event, and best of luck to everybody running in that, and especially all the Cork people who are going down to venture and don't don't do it. Um, looking forward to seeing the results of that and seeing the pictures of it. Um, Waterford Greenway Half as well, which is another massive event. It's on at 9 a.m. So that should be a very good big event. Now, I know that's sold out. I think there is elite entry still available, but I know the general ones are sold out. Um, I think you had one there as well, Brian, did you? Um, yeah, we have. Uh, sorry, you mentioned Clonmel. You mentioned Dingle, is it? Dingle. Dingle, yes, Dingle is one, yeah. yeah. So you've Dingle half. Half and full. And full. On as well, and um, you obviously have all the fierce park runs, and a big race for which I actually I hope they get a lot of support for really is the Glengara five mile road race. It's part of the five mile autumn race series held by Bear Racy, and I must say Mark Gallagher down below puts an awful amount of effort into all these races and has put so much blood, sweat, and tears into Bear Racy since um. He set him up himself and you know with the with the help of the community. So I hope people go down to support that. And I'm going to try if if someday trying to get down to at least one of the race series down there because I know it's a great day out. Um so best of luck to Mark and all the Bear AC with the rest for that autumn series and that as well. So I hope that goes very well for him. Um then on Tuesday the sixth of September, you have the Grand Thornton Corporate Challenge 5K road race, which is starting, I think, in Kennedy Key. And then lastly, on Thursday, the 8th of September, you have a, a very good race as well, which I know is a fast race as well, which is the St. Luke's home 5K road races at 7 p.m. from Mahin. Um, but a 15-year entry for that as well. But, you know, I, I know our club, Eagle AC, is involved with that as well. And um, I hope people come out and, you know, take part in that. 
again, it's something that I might go out and see, might try to run it if I can use it as part of a session or something like that. So try to get out to all these races. Look, we all, they all need support. We all want to, them to be successful because there are, a lot of them are staple races every year. Mm-hmm. And if that wasn't enough, just to throw one more into it, maybe two more actually on the Friday, actually the Kerry Way Ultra is on 193 kilometre race. And I know a lot of the trail guys there as well have, I suppose, spoiled for tries next weekend between the Clonmel War Masters and the Kerry Way Ultra. So a lot of people are preparing for that one. And then there's a, that was, that's 193 kilometres. And that evening then on Friday um, at 10 p.m., there's the Kerry Way Ultra Night. So obviously that's a night run there, 93 kilometres there. So again, best of luck to everybody taking on that grueling event um so that's the fixtures i'd say quite a quite a spread of events there yeah and look i'll throw we'll throw it all to race organizers pretty much your as we all know you are one like if any race wants to make sure to be given a big shout out just send us um you know a message on facebook or instagram and we'll make sure to support all these races because you know we're trying to promote cork racing here and you know we if you want your race promoted give us a shout and we'll be happy to do it Absolutely, yeah, exactly, yeah. So that's it for fixtures and results. Um, quite a bit going on, as I said, between in particular next weekend, it's going to be jam packed, so spoiled for choice, yeah. So that's it. So I think we're going to go straight into our own training, are we next? Yeah, we're going to the training, yeah. The one episode this week. Um, mm-hmm. so you're back at the helm again, so. No, if you want to take it first, or will I take it first? I don't mind. If you want to take it, should take it away first there if you want to. Your mind is short and sweet anyway. So yeah. Fun enough, um, since we last spoke, I think, and it's no harm to throw it out there because we've mentioned it many a time in the past two weeks there, but like my training was going really, really well. And my, you know, my training time suited my lifestyle and everything was fine. You know, changes in the, the family structure here, I suppose, and my, you know, my son's training times with, with various clubs changed. And it put me under a lot of pressure. And for a week, I had a bit of a wobble. But I suppose it just, again, normalizes things in that I had to look at things slightly different. And, you know, Wednesday night is my normal speed night session. And there's a clash there now and things like that. So, look, that's life. Things get in the way. And we just have to kind of find ways around it. Um, which, again, as I said, I know we've mentioned several times. So, anyway, mm-hmm. on we go again. So, Monday evening, just a, I had a just over a seven-mile run there nice and easy. That was uh, Monday night, Tuesday, and my normal Tuesday, I ended up at five and a half miles there. So just had about five miles easy and a couple of strides thrown in. Um, Thursday, um, as I said, was the Lumberstone five mile road race. So what I did was I skipped the Wednesday speed session last week and ran the Lumberstone five miler instead. Um, Just a few quick comments on that for me. It went really well. Obviously the endurance side, you know, standing up to me now because found myself strong from start to finish on that one and you know in the race as i said earlier it was kind of a downhill start for a mile and a half um i went with the pace kind of took advantage of the hill mm-hmm. down but when it came to kind of the uphills i really eased off the gas completely and then went again on the straight so yeah it kind of thing tactically i raced it quite well had enough in the gas to finish off and maintain the pace as well so i was really happy with that and again i haven't raced kind of in a long time to be honest with you um you know, I paced, I ran to Dunmore 7, but it was only at a tempo run pace. I I was a pacer in the half marathon. So before that, it was back to May, really, before, since I've raced, and that was only a 5K. And you know what? It's no harm to throw one in every now and again because it gave me a bit of confidence. Like, obviously, the John Buckley 10, sorry, last week, but um, 
did wasn't overly happy with that one and I spoke about that one there on last week's show. The, the, the John Buckley 10 Ultra Martin. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Everybody was kind of commenting on it. Nearly, as I said, it was like repeating what everybody was saying. But it, So it was great to follow it up with a five matter, which wasn't overly taxing. It was just like a good speed session, I suppose. And uh, that went well. So left that one very happy and kind of head back in the game again. Um, later on in the week, I had a nice easy seven miler on a Friday. Just got out for a couple of loose miles there. Um, yesterday evening, Saturday evening, sorry, four miles. And then the big one was this morning. Um, so, you know, kind of thing is getting serious now. So it was an 18 miler um, with the first nine easy and the second nine um, at Martin pace. So I think we went through the first nine um, with an average pace of 7.30. Um, great company with me. I had um, Shane Collins again from St. Finbar's, Aidan Crowley and Connor McCrory from my own club. Um, and like three of us there have booked into Martin's. Aidan is doing Amsterdam. I myself and Shane are aiming for Dublin and we're all on the same plan really more or less now at this stage. So um, the company was great. It's, it makes it certainly easier. So yeah, delighted with this morning's run. It was, you know, pretty steady all the way where we wanted it to be. Black Rock was absolutely jammed this morning. No, I saw yourself. Yeah, mm-hmm. saw your own team. No, I never, again, the waves were flying. It was actually, we were nearly given fine scores for the waves. We were <laughs> down there. Um, I see Kerr McCrone and a huge group of followers. who He was like, he reminded me like Russell Crowe, the gladiator. Yeah. He, had a, he had a troop with him all in order and they were all flying along as well. And at one stage, I felt like an elite. We had, uh, we were passing Black Rock Castle and Michael Hurley and Donald Copley and John Mead came up on our shoulder and, so I ran for one second. I ran with them guys before they passed the out again. So, yeah, I was hopping down there to be honest. What a beautiful morning for it. Um, but yeah, 80 miles in the bag, um, 20 miler next week. So getting to the serious stuff now. Yeah, they are. And then how were the legs then after the race? Did they recover from it? Yeah, that's another story. You know? So, yeah, they did. Like, um, I felt good. I felt good going into it, to be honest about it. Um, if it was after the John Buckley race, earlier in the week, I would have struggled because I think it was Wednesday before. That would nearly wore off the legs, you know. But again, I was talking to one or two others about it, and they were similar. Um, but Thursday wasn't too taxing, to be honest about it. It was short enough, as I say. Um, so it felt good going into today and like Friday and Saturday. It was an easy build up anyway. But it's the recovery afterwards. What you know, again, you talk about family life and that. So I just looked at my watch there before I came on the podcast. I don't normally do count steps, but I'm up at about 37,000 steps today, and the reason being. Uh, after the long run, I ended up going to uh, the foot golf in Kinsale. So oh, a, a lot of walk in there again. So not the yeah. ideal recovery, but again, it just normalizes things. I think that, you know, family life goes on and uh, Urshluck will catch up and rest some, sometime later on this evening now. But yeah, happy with the week again. It was 50, I think nearly 52 miles for the week. Um, Done a mile or two here and there on the easier ones, but hit the main session. Yeah, but you, you, you had you had a you had a race as well, you know. And yeah. as much as we don't want to tape, we're going to races sometimes. You know, you still have to be sensible. You still want to run well. You know, mm-hmm. you're if you're going to temper it, yeah, you'd say something. But when you're still going to race it, you're going to lose mileage from the warm up and the cool down alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. You know, I wouldn't. No, it's a it's a very good week. For and today was you know a massive confidence booster to come off yeah. the race for you. And to have a, such a solid run as well today, so yeah. a, a very solid week to be fair. And you know, I suppose, yeah. Just one thing to mention about today is, in a kind of constructive way, and I know other people will pick up on this as well, is that, um, so it was eighteen miles. This is a nine easy, nine at marathon pace. Um, 
took one gel today only just and it's my first time time kind of taking gels again um, and will do over the coming weeks obviously but um one gel just to test it and see that you know it's more than gel as well i certainly would say when i hit the last two miles i felt i was i suppose working a bit more because the energy level was down but it just you know probably should have three i suppose in my own thoughts over that distance but again it's all training and it's all knowledge um so again next week will be better again so definitely think you need to be as we keep kept saying you know practicing with this type of stuff as well you know 100 percent. and i mm. later on i in a few minutes i'll talk you i've had the same issue today mm. um which i got you in a second there so um look for myself we i was up if, if you see my job everyone will know is obviously we're in center parks for the week um with the the kids and sarah and you know I had all intentions. I bought enough gear to go for double runs. I bought, you know, plenty of shoes. But I, to be fair, I bought normal shoes. I bought no race shoes. So <laughs> I left them at home. Um, so went up and um, I met Elaine Ganan up there, who's, you know, a member of Eagle. And she was up there for the weekend. So we went out on the Monday morning for a few miles. And my plan was eight miles. I was tired. I was, you know, met perfect, but I did 6.37 miles and I was like, I'm done. I, I want to go back. So went back, um, started at a 7.53, did literally loops around the the park itself in, in, within the, the grounds. And it was lovely. It was lovely to have this comfort company and um, 6.13 average. It was a nice, relaxed pace. And, you know, but I really enjoyed it. Morning was beautiful as well for it. That day as well then, I decided we have we rented bikes up there. Um, I went for a nearly seven mile bike ride, so I felt like I was, you know, you know, a triathlete coming into because we <laughs> Ironman. Ironman is coming my way. Um, so I just done that for a, a bit of a laugh. Um, had to run into the, the town nearby to pick up some essentials, and you know, I just went a bit harder on it than I ever have because I'm not obviously I've never cycled, but it's looking for something different. And then I did nothing. Went, planned to get up next morning, didn't get up. Planned to get up the next morning, didn't get up. So the next day, right, I said, right, I've got to get up and do something. So we got up then on the, was it the Wednesday, I think. And uh, I did eight miles that day and I found a, lov a lovely 5K loop just, it's within the park, but it's, you know, it's in through the forest and a whole lot of it. And it was absolutely lovely. So done that, 7.25 pace. I was just kind of, it was nice and rolling. I didn't even look at the pace. I just ran it and it was lovely. Really enjoyed it. Actually, I was like, right, yeah, I'm back. I'm back. Perfect. Looking forward to it. So I was like, go up the next morning. Didn't go up the next day. Uh, so I went out and I decided on the Friday, right, I have to do something. So I said, I'll do a 30 minute tempo. And I listened to yourself. Um, along with that, you know, for, for that episode and um, for last week. So you kept me company for, for most of that. So I was actually delighted with that run. As I said, I was listening to yourself. And, you know, Eve had just texted me for it. Are you actually going to go out and do something? And I said, you know, I'd better go out and actually do something. And I was. I was literally out. I had the shoes on. I was out the door. So I said, yeah, I'm going. So I achieved my warm-up. And I said, a 30-minute tempo. And I planned on doing sixes, six-minute mileings for it. And I started off at 5.46. And I was like, right, I'm going to have to keep this going. 
So it's 
I'm taking this as a start from tomorrow, as a start of the new day. That session's done. It's still an 18 mile run, done and dusted. Mm-hmm. You know, it's still a half decent average and way off where I want it to be. But it'll take time and I'll get back there. There's no problems. I, I'm, the one thing I will do, and I, will, I stress this to people who are doing marathons at the moment, you know, it's going to be bad days. There's going to be good days. You know, I know already I'm seven weeks, seven weeks of training, nine weeks out, obviously, but, you know, you say a week and then two weeks of taper. I know mm. I've already decided my plan has changed for Dublin. Time-wise, totally changed. Mm. You know, like if I had an original plan, which I know if I'm staying, was well, sub 230, that's gone. It's not happening. So people mm. just need to constantly reassess things. They need to, you know, I want to be able to enjoy this training block. I don't want to flog myself either. So, you know. So what you're saying, so as well as you're going off alcohol for the next seven weeks, is it? Yeah, that's exactly what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Cheers. Commit 100%. We had this discussion this morning, actually, with with, with Ty and Gary um, and the lads. And, you know, it was just about, you know, alcohol and stuff like that. And Fergus, uh, who's with us this morning, sorry, I forgot to mention mention Fergus. Fergus um, was saying that, um, you know, he, 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 for his last marathon, he gave it up for seven, eight weeks. You know, I don't. I give it up during the week and have. On the Sunday, so you know you don't have to give it up. Just once you're sensible. But anyway, yeah. the, enough enough talk. There was no drink talk when I was when I when I was away. So we, there we wasn't actually no. <laughs> there wasn't. Yeah. So that's my week. It was about forty six and a half miles. Nothing, you know. It's if, with a good few days off in it. So you know, I'll I'll be back now tomorrow. Kickstart again. Yeah. Yep. Kickstart tomorrow. Six a.m. start in the morning. So we'll enjoy that. Very good. Very good. Yeah. Look. Again, as you said, many times you have to do the family stuff and all that as well. And we're not yeah. professionals, as you said. So nope. we're not again. And I will enjoy my holidays when I'm on holidays. Exactly. It's so, all over now. Kids back to school. That's and it. So did, and, and, and look, as you said, that changes everything, you know, for your training. You know, mm-hmm. before I used to do sessions in midweek morning, that's no change because obviously we have the dropping kids to school and stuff like that so it goes back mm-hmm. to night times and you fit things around that and then you have swimming and you have this and that you know so look, yeah we have to walk around the family there to, to look at the most important running is secondary to all this exactly exactly yeah yeah exactly yeah yeah so that's it interesting weeks um and i think yeah as you said it's really gonna starting from here on in again over like yeah yeah so we just rip into a couple of questions Yep. Just as how many, so we'll um, throw a couple of questions. They're marathon related. So look, if anyone has any other questions for about not non-marathon related, please send them in. We will happily ask them and answer them. Um, this is from actually Mark Alher, Ernestin from Beira, who sent sent we sent in two of them anyway. Um, so his first one was um marathon miles, and we both can relate to this because we both done it this morning. Um, how you know how many should you do? When is where is the best time in the run to do them, and you know how how high would you go up as marathon miles? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I suppose look, there's a few ways of answering that really. Again, isn't there? But like, and I know we've touched on this before, but um, I suppose it's all relative depending on your experience and and the training you have under your belt. But um, definitely need to bring in marathon miles somewhere. Um, you know, like again, as I say, for me, it's the pattern I seem to be following is like half and half at the moment where. You know, kind of if it's an 18 mile run like this morning, it's nine at nine easy and nine at marathon pace. Um previously I've done different techniques where you know I might start off at a certain pace and drop it down bit by bit. 
you know, six miles at one pace, then four at marathon pace, etc. So, um, yeah, look, it needs to be some part of your training. Um, it needs to be some part of your long run. After all, you're going to be racing that on the day. Um, but again, I think it depends on what your your goals are. And some people's goals are obviously yeah. just to get around. And, I, you know, if it's just, you know, I think we spoke, we touched on this as well on one of the shows over the last couple of weeks. If it's your first marathon, don't don't over worry about time. Uh, just get around it. Enjoy the experience. If it's Dublin, Dublin's a great day out. Amsterdam, wherever it is. Um, don't get hooked up on time. If you're probably going for more than your first marathon, and obviously with time in mind, then, you, you know, you certainly got to be racing. I would say, I don't know, 50% of your mileage maybe at, on your long run needs to be at the, the marathon pace, I would I would think anyway. Yeah, and I actually, the sessions I loved for the training for Cork World Worlds where, where we do two mile warm up, five miles at marathon pace, one mile easy, four miles at marathon pace, one mile easy. And it was, it was a nice little block and it just, you know, fits it out. I, you have to do marathon miles, mm-hmm. simple as that. Again, to to um, a person, this is slightly different. Obviously, this is where coaches come in, you know, and this is why they their their is money and stuff like that. They assess these things, but for me, you marathons are very very important. Mm-hmm. I, I know some, have, like yeah. I know some people will will run. I know I've seen it. I've probably done it in previous years myself, where they'll run nearly all their long run at. A marathon pace but like you need to be a strong runner to be able to do that and you need to be an experienced runner and again it's not just about the run it's about how is that going to impact your next week's training and all Correct. that so it's weighing yeah. up all the factors you know yeah like I, I i'll probably go to 18 miles of marathon pace mm-hmm. that's the most that's the most i'll do i won't go any more than that but you know there will be that that 18 miles will be a 24 mile session yeah and it could be, like I said, it could be broken up into five, and four, and three, and a two. And like each week, it it has been slightly different. So, you know, for someone who's trying to break three hours and four hours, I think yes, you're definitely going to join marathon pace miles. Again, it depends on how much you can get into it. Um, you know, five hours and more, you you probably do a lot of your runs at marathon pace anyway, the longer runs. So, you know, I do think you're better off. Trusting your cautions on these. If you don't have a coach, talk to somebody who might guide you of similar ability and see what they're doing because, you know, it is very hard to judge. And fueling is is vital in these things. And there's all these little one percent that need to be right in this. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I suppose I I do know other people as well, and I, this is possibly a smart way of doing it for those who are looking for guidance. Maybe in that, you know, I know some people last week who did the John Buckley ten. We had eight miles done easy beforehand and then did their marathon effort at a 10 you know you, next week you have i know pat Walsh was on the show a couple of weeks there talking about the waterford greenway marathon half marathon and uh the charitable half marathon is coming up and things like that you know again if you're if you know you're you're not strong enough maybe or not confident enough to do it all on your own maybe maybe do it that way you know do a few miles warm up before the charitable half and then do the half at your marathon pace maybe is another way around yeah. it you know yeah, and in look, race environment. Yeah. And, it's a, and that's it. You just used the words I was going to say. It's an in-race environment, which yeah. is brilliant. It's mm-hmm. the one thing I will miss this year is Cork to Cove. You know, yeah. mm-hmm. I I was talking to Les this morning, and I I still think I'm going to do it myself. I'm you know, try mm-hmm. park the cars in town, run down there, and train back because that was a great route. Mm-hmm. You know, you can still have people out around. You know, 
family or whatever like that we might do a couple of drinks along the way for you or something like that mm. but it's a great route it's a hilly route and it's you know it has a bit of everything in it but yeah. the race situation is vital and I think it's so important if you can get into that and this ties into the second question which is like is asked can it would one would you recommend to run a, um, a half marathon two weeks before your goal marathon and your question was asked to run it faster than NP yeah, again, this is very much related to the person's strengths, I suppose. Right, yeah. yeah. And to me, I look like I'll answer it, and the oh, reason I'll answer, I, I can add a slightly answer is because I am looking into doing that this year. And, um, you know, I'm looking at doing the Blarney half, which is, I think, two weeks before Dublin, and I was thinking of using it like this as my long run. Mm-hmm. Do miles beforehand, run it as hard as I possibly can, but not, you're, you're not a half marathon PB shape, mm-hmm. realistically. If you're in marathon training, you're not going to run a half marathon PB. Yeah. Realistically, unless your marathon PB is, a half marathon PB is, you know, is used the word a little bit soft compared to, you know, your full marathon time and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I've spoken to Eva about it and she said, look, don't make a call yet. You're going to have to see. Wait till literally just beforehand and we will then decide i personally at the moment i'm thinking well, i don't know if i'll do it now i think i might push myself too hard and you know you might pick up a small niggle then from pushing yourself a bit too hard personally four weeks beforehand half marathon yeah i think the danger as well though and this you know this past week nearly gives the example for me like you know if you go out two or three weeks before um Dublin or Amsterdam, whatever you're doing, and you have a great half marathon and all goes to plan and you're happy and you walk away happy from it, you know, great. And it's the but if it goes the other way, can play havoc with your mind in the last couple yeah. of weeks, you know. Um I had it I had it a couple of years. You meant you kind of touched on it there, but I know I ran charitable half there was it three years ago now or whatever it was a COVID. And I remember coming away, you know, I ran well, but it wasn't what I was expecting. And yeah, you you you, you nailed it there a few seconds, but I remember contacting Aoife and saying, you know, she's a bit disappointed with that. And like, she was like, but you're not training for a half marathon, you're training for a full marathon, you know? Yeah. And there is a difference. She was like saying, you know, if I was specifically training you for a half, then you would have, you know, so like the tight legs were obviously tired already and things like that. But my point is, was, is like, again, you don't want to walk away disappointed. Like I, I'm, I, I'm going to sign up for a charitable half. I haven't yet. But again, and I've had the same discussion is, am I going to race it hard? And, you know, get a great PB and walk away thinking like, you know, I'm in great shape and everything's great. But then in my mind also, because I've, I've been in charitable and it's gone both ways for me, you know, if I walk away from it, does it start putting doubts in your mind and things like that, even though everything should be fine. But again, it's just weighing up where you are at the time, I suppose, is a big, big part of it, you know? Yeah, and look, I agree. Um, I mentioned charitable, look, I haven't raced well at Charleville. It's just a course that I just, I can't run well at. Mm-hmm. So I won't be doing Charleville. Um, I will try to find, I might try again, or my, what I'm looking at is doing some smaller races on a Thursday or a Tuesday. You know, I know they're, they're coming short now because they're finishing up soon. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I'm off Mondays from work, so I might start doing my long run on a Monday, a day or race on a Sunday or something. Like, yeah. I will do races because I think I need to get into that race situation. I need to feel it hurt a little bit, especially over the next coming weeks. But for me, four weeks 
three weeks max. I wouldn't. I honestly wouldn't. Two weeks is your last long run. Yeah. Oh, yeah. well. And your last long run should be pretty much, you know, a finishing run. Yeah. The run to three to four weeks out is your big ones. The other part of it then as well, like, are you are you sacrificing whatever a twenty mile or a twenty two mile or to do a half marathon? You know, if if you know that's another danger yeah. as well, like you know. Yeah, yeah. So that's again, it comes down to I think if you have a good coach, you talk to them, they talk you through it. If you don't have a good coach, you know, talk to somebody and just see. For me personally, two weeks out, even though I might go against myself, you know, I might, might rock up in the Blarney half, whatever like that, but. I still wouldn't recommend it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, Sorry. but you see, again, like you have years of experience. Like I'm thinking of other people like Donald Cook, they don't know who you are, who can seem to race every week nearly, you know, yeah. and race, race hard and can go back out again. Like certainly for any novices out there or first timers, you know, you won't recover in two weeks if you're after racing really mm-hmm. hard. Yeah. No, I, like we saw Donald, as you said, we saw Donald back out this morning again, you know, so. Mm-hmm. You know, you were doing the marathon last week, so people are all bit. We're all built differently. You know, yeah, for sure. We, we yeah. all think differently. No, I just one more question, um, which actually comes to the coaching uh, topic as well. And obviously, we we preach about coaches, and you know, you're both coached by Eva, but like you know, you've got a great coaches, and you saw, as you said the other day, Paul Maloney, Ken McKeown, out there as well, and and plenty more. Um. But the question was, um, and I do not know who this person was, have no idea uh, who asked this, what um, are the downsides to having a coach and when can it go wrong? And how can it go wrong, sorry, is the question. So, yeah. yeah, so I look, I did think about it a bit today when I got it and I, look, I, I say safely, I, I tried to find out the person a bit more information on where they were, what, what they were kind of getting at with it and stuff like that. But it, I got nothing back. Um, for me, look, I think coaches are brilliant. I've had four coaches in my life. Three, I would still be friendly with, you know. Um, when things are going well, they're brilliant. When things can start going badly is when communication starts getting bad. And that works both ways, by the way. That's not just their side, that's our side as well. If you're not doing what you're told or, you know, if they're not listening to things you're asking them and you're saying, you know, I want to do a race and there's times they'll have to say no straight off. There's other times, you know, they have to kind of let you do these things to get it out of your system sometimes, I think. Um, you know, and I think the, the biggest thing, coaches have to listen. They have to be proactive. They have to be on the board, changing things and everything like that. Um, there's not many downsides to it, to be honest with you, to, to having a coach. I, I, that's the main one I could think of. Mm-hmm. I'm throwing this at you. You didn't know I was asking this question. Yeah, I, I would agree in, in terms of communication, like because, and again, it, I kind of keep, I've mentioned this over and over again, but it depends on where you are again as an athlete, because again, if you're experienced, you know, there may be a need for less communication in that you get the plan, you know, you know what you need to do, you give feedback. You know, you assess where you are and you move on again, and things can be adjusted or whatever, and you discuss races and discuss how it went and make slight adjustments. But generally, I would say, like the more experienced runner, there's probably a more understanding of the communication and and what's needed. You know, a less experienced runner, I would say, leans heavily on a coach more so, and again, needs the guidance even more so again. You know, so 
again, it small bit depends on where you are, I think, as a runner, but communication is key both ways, as you said, definitely. Yeah, yeah, and look, you know. And honesty as well, I think, you know, if you're, oh, man, no, yeah. yeah, there's no yeah. point in saying, geez, I can't tell the coach that I missed something or oh, I can't tell the coach that, you know, I was meant to do X amount of miles at X amount of pace and then say, look, I'm, it's better to, to lie and I'll say, oh, it was great, but like, you're just fooling yourself then again. So proper communication as well is important, you know? Yeah, and again, as I said, and, and my thing is like, that would come from both sides and like, you know, the honesty would have to come from both sides. You know, it's a it, coaching partnership is like any relationship, you know, it has to go both ways and both people have to be invested in it. If mm-hmm. the coach is not entirely invested in you, it's time to get out. Uh, you know, so, you know, you can see signs of that. You know, I'm not going to go into too much more. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Yeah. No, no, good questions. Um, yeah, I suppose, look, that's nearly everything covered. I just, someone did ask me Thursday night, how was it all going? And, you know, I posted there during the week. Um, so, like, incredible. Actually, I looked at it. We're, we're averaging nearly two, just look right now, live. We have 208 listeners per episode on average. Uh, we have 3,300K, sorry, 3,300 plays all around. So, look, it's great. The feedback is brilliant. I went, as I said, I went to Lumberstone uh, 500 hours a night there, and Donal and Santa Palmeloni. And it's just encouraging to hear what they have to say because sometimes, you know, the two of us are on here and it's not live radio where you have people phoning in and getting feedback. Mm. So, you know, great to hear it. And again, we'd encourage people to, as you said earlier, to join in. You know, if you have ideas, let us know. If there's things we can do better, if there's things we're not covering, let us know. Um, this is for the running community. And f- again, as we talked about communication between coaches there. If you have communication that you think will help us, uh, we'd be delighted to hear it back as well. And again, you know, we've had competitions. We'll get more competitions going again. Um, and if there's anything we can do to help people, we'll do it and keep interacting, I suppose, whether you know, we have three channels. We have um, Facebook, Instagram, and we put a bit on Strava as well. So don't be afraid to join in um, and comment. And if, again, use the platforms to help yourselves, even if there's things, people have questions or anything like that, even just about events, maybe throw them up there, you know? Yeah, and look, we're as I said earlier, we're here to promote cork running. I enjoy, I love cork running. I love getting out, meeting people, long runs and stuff like that. So, people, the more people communicate with us, the more we can grow this, and the more successful it can come. And you know, we can go from there then, and we can look at different things. And we have ideas. You know, yeah. we we have we have a couple of things in the in the line that we we will be talking about very soon. You know, and they're all exciting and. We just need people to keep on giving us feedback and that's good and bad you know I, i'd like to hear even if it's the bad feedback because we it's how we improve we're new to this you know we're, we're eight nine episodes into it you know and we're still very young in this so you know give us any feedback that you can give us and we'd be happy to take it absolutely yeah yeah so i think good to have you back again that's uh another one under your belt great feedback uh, i yeah. forgot how it all works yeah, yeah, exactly. We'll be better again next week. Yeah. Right. Thanks, everybody, for listening again. And we'll see you on the roads again soon, please, God. Cheers. Thanks, everyone.